Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Who the fuck is that guy? It's time for the Daily Intermission. The intermission. I'm joined by my co-host Nate. Nate, how the fuck are we doing? Not bad, buddy. Fired up to golf. Oh, it buddy. is coming, man. I think next weekend we can play. Maybe at some somewhere. Not Kemo, but we're gonna be playing soon, and I am so fucking amped. Oh man, I uh, took at the clubs last week. Took him out of the basement and, and gave him a nice scrub. The the preseason scrub, man. I've got the itch. I'm looking forward to pegging it. You get to the simulator a whole lot. How many times have you gone? I've probably went three or four times. I, I never go as much as I as I want. It, it's not the same. No, man. I'm not a fucking fan at all. I went once, and I think like I was 30, 40 minutes in, and I was like, I shall never return. Yeah, it's... It's just it, not, the, it's, it's not the same. Well, you can't putt, and the short yeah. game is completely whack. Yeah. Like, you'll have a 40-yard shot, and you're literally chipping it into the screen. Yeah. I, I also play a bit of a, well, I guess not so much anymore, but I used to play a, a hell of a slice, I'll call it, uh, with my driver, and the simulator just simply doesn't pick it up, so I am just OB right every time I hit driver, so it's like, that, I mean, that in itself is frustrating. I'm landing over in these pools they got on all the courses, and I'm just like, okay, well, I've actually hit probably 99% of fairways in real life, so, yeah. <laughs> and like, not a flex, it's just I've got the curl on the slice, like, panned out. So it's just like I play at a simulator. I'm like, yeah, your simulator's shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it was $30,000. It's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I'm just shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it's funny that you bring up the point that you drop it in the pools because actually Roy McElroy this week hit one directly left I in saw, a swimming pool. I, I saw that. That's so fucked. Imagine going out in your pool or like just being out there, sitting yeah. there, ball, plunk. You're out there with the goggles on, the snorkel, you know, <laughs> little breaststroke on the go, and yeah. all of a sudden, fire! What does he do in that situation? He just drops, obviously, eh? Yeah, in the match play setup that they have. So I guess just for, for context, this week on the PGA Tour, it's a fun week, kind of in, in, in light of the March Madness they got going on in the NCAA. They do a March Madness-esque match play, so 1v1. And so in that sense, I think he would just concede the hole and just move on. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I just, say, yeah I'll give I, you the hole. It's funny how I ask. I'm like, well, so what does he do there? It's like, oh, well, he goes down, he tries to fucking play it. <laughs> it's like this match play stuff is crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a ton of highlights lately of people just whipping their clothes off, hopping into lakes, and just, it's funny on the PGA Tour, some guys, they just, when they're on, like, the edge of a lake, they're like, yeah, I can hit that. Dude, it's been more than, more than ever. I saw, then you obviously see the odd Instagram video, too, where it's just, like, guys just, they're not even going in, they just walk into the pond and then just <laughs> yeah. submerge themselves. It's like, this round's been ass. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna trunk slam here in about five minutes. <laughs> a nice wet trunk slam. Oh my goodness, but uh, but no, I mean, a week from, uh, two weeks from today will be Masters Saturday, so I mean, that is unbelievable. It feels like not long ago we were dealing with the Masters and it is well, back. Yeah, I mean, it kind of wasn't that long ago. What was it, October to November that think, it was? Yeah, November, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously the last season got, or last year got canceled, or postponed, I should say, due to COVID. And so, I mean, it's kind of sweet. You just get two Masters in like six months. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. So we'll, I mean, keep posted on our Instagram because we will be giving out best bets oh my uh, for God. that and be dialed into that. I mean, I think we'll go just the full-on head-to-head matches during the day. We'll do yeah. best overall outright win. I mean, we'll just, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, 
send every degenerate gambler bet we could do. I'll put up some of my picks, but I would. Uh, my best advice here is listen just to Greg's because I even this week my picks. I don't think I had a guy win a round. <laughs> like I just had nothing. It is super tough this week in the gambling side. Dude, let's of stop rolling Sungjae so much, man. I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he'll be a terrible bet at the at the Masters, but no. uh, well, he he plays really well. Last time was it like third or fourth or something like that? Yeah, he was even though he was in the mix on the final Maybe day second. for sure. But the DJ really ran away with that. But uh, but it was a bad week to be named Gary in the NBA, Nate. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Every single Gary in the in the NBA got traded on trade deadline. Day? Every Gary, your name was Gary. Gary. Did yeah. you see the? I can't remember who it was. It was the guy that got traded. Who got traded from the Raptors? Uh, Norman Powell. Yeah. Did you see that stat about his his dad? No. Dude, this is crazy. So let me just see if I can remember it. But it was so his father used to play. Okay. I believe. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not 100. percent It might be a that. different guy. I'll I'll double check it here in a minute. But um. So he got traded from Portland or from the Raptors to Portland yep. or the other way around. I can't remember. Maybe it was, no, maybe it was the trade partner. Okay. It was Portland to uh, Toronto. But anyway, he got traded 41 games into his third season. He got traded to the Raptors and his dad, the exact same thing. Holy 41 games shit. into his third season, got traded to the Raptors. That's eerie. That's yeah. crazy. Um, it's funny how often in sports things like that come up and yeah i think it was, who was it gary trent jr and rodney hood came back for norman powell um honestly i mean the biggest surprise for me was was kyle lowry not being traded i mean kyle lowry's got he's 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 due up at the end of the year for a new contract he's 35 years old the raptors are a bit of a dumpster fire they lost i think 10 in a row uh they ended up taking it to denver the other night but um yeah gary trent jr gary trent jr yeah so we traded to toronto and then gary trent senior traded the exact same Third season, forty-one games. What the hell, dude? Insane. That's just you. You you wonder sometimes if there's like a GM there, like, just, well, there, how would you even look up that stat, though? You know? Yeah, you wouldn't know that. And it's funny that there's people like researching that stat. Yeah, who the hell comes out with that? Like, someone's just got to be. It's probably just some diehard Raptors fan, be like, hey, I remember fucking yeah. senior came and, but yeah, no, he's gonna be a good prospect. It looks like Gary Trent Jr. is he's the real deal or they're excited about grabbing him Rodney Hood I think is just a bit of a throw-in he's a guy who can play some bench minutes but uh but no I mean I guess you know Kyle Lowry kind of going back to that point I mean you'd have to think that if the Raptors aren't going to retool and rebuild and I know they've got a little bit of cap space to play with but he's going to be gone in the offseason that's what I was thinking too and I, I was kind of curious as to why they didn't trade him yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. Because you may as well grab what you can. Unless they're confident he's coming back. Like, maybe he just wants to say, like, what, he's 36? Maybe he just wants to retire there. Yeah. Maybe he's stick around. I don't know. But. They've been calling him the Groat, <laughs> the greatest Raptor of all time. Oh, um, that's, ew. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's fair to say. Yeah, I would think. I mean, yeah, yeah he's, you know, he's, he's won a championship, which I think is just, like, that's like, that kind of trumps every For accolade sure. you can have with For the sure. team. And he's been there the that longest. That takes away the Vince Carter argument. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Vince, how long did Vince play there? I don't know how long Vince played there. Uh, it's something to look up. And I know Tracy McGrady started his career there, but um, there hasn't been too many, you know, great Raptors, uh, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, DeMar DeRozan was, was kind of uh, in the spotlight for a long time, but obviously he got traded before they won the championship. If Kawhi would have stuck around. Probably the reason they won the championship was trading um, 100%. DeMar DeRozan. So. Well, they wouldn't have won with DeRozan no. instead of Kawhi Latter. No, no way. Like, no way. Uh, but I guess, you know, the biggest highlight from the NBA trade deadline was the Orlando Magic pretty much just had a fire sale. Um, they sent 
Um, they sent Aaron Gordon to the Denver Nuggets. They sent Evan Fournier to the Boston Celtics. They sent uh, Nikolai Vucevic. I think that's how you say his name. The center, he's, a, he's a really good center. He sent him to the Chicago Bulls. So they pretty much just had a fire sale. So that was they pretty much grabbed all of the all of the spotlight on trade deadline day. But uh, but no, it's I mean the NBA it's it's ramping up. I mean there's going to be a couple extra teams uh, making it into the playoffs, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Orlando. What they were pretty—they're not having a great year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what you got to do, man. I think we talk about it all the time. You just sell it. Yeah, get rid of them. Yep. And I start. Basketball is the quickest sport to turn around, too. Yeah. Like when we spoke of, uh, was it the Celtics and Nets? Their big trade, whether it was like four first rounders or yep. something. Like you can just, man, sell your guys and restart, and next year you're fucking back again. Like, yeah, and I think. In the NBA, it's so challenging because these teams are such wagons. Like, there's like, like the the one through four seed in each division is such a powerhouse that it's yeah. like if you're not if you're really on the verge, like there's no real point in grabbing that fifteenth, fourteenth pick. Like, you want to be in yeah. the top five, or well, what's you, that going to do for you? Right? Nothing like, really. Yeah, unless you grab a, a, a real steal, but but uh, but no, we've got the NHL trade deadline looming in the NHL as well, Nate, and and that's uh, that's certainly going to be our our topic of discussion later on in our segment we're going to say or we're going to do who's buying who's selling yep. and and you know kind of match make what we think makes sense in the nhl um but uh, it's going to be a big week in the mlb it is opening day on thursday thursday yeah i mean you know what's coming they uh the preseason baseball has taken over our televisions well, let's talk about that for a minute. So, right like today, we've got three matinees in the NHL, regular season NHL games, regular season NHL games. Uh, we've got some March Madness around the corner, and on the national broadcast for Sportsnet, every channel, every channel. So it's East Ontario, West and Pacific, West and Pacific, Ontario, Sportsnet Pacific. Yeah, that's a channel. Yeah, yeah. and even Sportsnet 360 has like They're WWE SmackDown or something. Yeah, and then what we were looking today, they had fucking the NCAA March Madness Division 2. It's How is that on TV over like Bruins game? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm especially hurt because the Bruins game's not on national television right now, but to have preseason baseball, we talked about it last episode of the meaning of preseason baseball, and that is trumping some regular season professional sports right now. Like that is well, a fucking joke. Here's the thing too, like... Obviously, a preseason game doesn't make a difference in any sport, but like in baseball, man, like regular season games barely count. They play yep. a million in a season. Exactly. I th- I think 162 games or 164 or whatever they play is so. It's I think 100 games flat. I've said this for a long time. I don't I, think I've I, said this on the podcast. 100 games flat in the MLB, 50 games flat in the NHL, NBA. Yeah, um, I could go a little higher on hockey, I think. I think 60-62 is good. Um, 82 is too many for hockey, I think, oh, for sure. it's way too it's, many. It's outrageous. And obviously, um, it's it's revenue-driven. Yeah, I mean, know? they're trying to get as much as they physically can, money-wise. Yep. To, but, I mean, 82-game season is just foolish. You look at the KHL, the European leagues, it's, it's around a 60-game season every year, which just plain makes more sense. They start earlier. They're done earlier. That World Championship tournament that's every year that the NHL players yep. leave for uh if they're out of playoffs or whatever they go to that could be such a good event if the nhl wouldn't wrap their season up at the start of fucking june yeah june dude it's hockey 100 percent. and uh i guess the only reason i advocate for 50 50 100 is because it's you can just keep track of what your teams are at in your head 
Yeah. The math is so easy. Yep. Every game is that more meaningful. I think that every building, like the tickets, they become that much more valuable. You could, you know, you can, you can inflate those prices. And, and I sure. think, I, I, I honestly, I would love to see the case study uh, behind the comparison of those extra, you know, 32 games or whatever, you know, It'd be I, a I know lot of money. It would be a lot of money, but like there's half those buildings, like they're bringing in, you know, the capacity is so little anyway. Anyway, it's, it's, I, well, the, there's a the there's TV, a there's a fair few of them that wouldn't be exactly, but like the, Arizona hasn't turned a profit in probably eight years. Yeah, and I mean the tel the television um, contracts would just would do it. Those it ads, just, yeah, in, in the self in itself, yeah. I can't see them ever changing hockey until <sighs> less than eighty two. Yeah, they need the cash. So I saw in the NFL that brings up another good point. Like when we're talking television ads, so the the NFL has just uh, renegotiated their television contract oh man 110 billion 110 billion dollars amazon bought thursday night games for a billion dollars you have you now to watch thursday night games will have to have amazon prime wow that's uh, brilliant by that starting in 2023 wow billion dollars one billion that's crazy to think about that because what you said 110 billion yep the I believe the hockey when Rogers bought it a few years back it was it was a pretty big contract I can't remember the years, um, but that was like five billion, and that is for like twelve years and that's a season. No no no, hundred and ten. Oh. I think it is ten years. Okay yeah, yeah. ten year contract hundred and ten. I think I think Rogers was at least eight maybe to ten maybe more I'm not sure but yeah it was five billion dollars. It's crazy. They, the NFL runs the show. Yeah um, no doubt they own Sunday. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, I guess when it comes to MLB, I mean, we're not going to dive like, like a ton into it on the daily intermission. But, you know, we'll, we'll have the highlights. We're going to do our best to, to follow it a little bit more closely than we have in the past. But, obviously, the Jays will be front and center on our yep. on our plate. We'll keep track of what they're doing. I think it's going to be challenging for them to, to run down the Yankees. If the Yankees run, run healthy all year long. Oh, I mean, it's same old, same old. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I don't think the Jays will ever make the playoffs. I because know. they always had... Yankees and Sox. I know. It's like, how do you get ahead of these two teams that have unlimited funds? Exactly. Um, I don't think the Sox are going to be as strong as they have been in the past. So it's going to be, I think, I think Toronto, you can make an argument that they're the second best team, second, third best team yep. in that division. But uh, their starting pitching is going to be the highlight. It's, it's weak. And uh, they've got a lot, they've done a lot to that, to that batting lineup. I think we've talked about this, but, uh, but no, I think the Jays, they're going to need more pitching if they're going to make a real run at it. But, uh, but Nate, I think we're going to start off in the gambling scene in the MLB by doing beat the streak. Yeah, yeah, beat the streak. It's what? What did you say it was? It's uh, one hit. You try to get it. Pick a guy who has a hit every game, and you try to beat Joe DiMaggio's record of fifty-six straight games, and you win like six million bucks. Yeah. I mean, folks, I I think you're going to be in the same boat when you hear this. But why not try? We're going for it. We're going yeah, for it's it. It's free on MLB.com. Free. We'll win we'll, six million bucks. We'll give our street. We'll give our picks out online. So you pick daily. Daily. And yeah. you've got to pick one guy to get a hit. Man, I think we could do this. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna give it a go. Um, well, we, you know what? I mean, like, like just think about like how nerve wracking it's gonna be after like you're on the 31 streak. The so, fact that it, has anyone ever done it? No, no. In 19 years, nobody's ever done. Okay, it. and that see that is what's gonna worry me here. Yeah, is because there are some people that analytically know baseball. Like yeah. some of the people that bet on baseball know their shit so much because it's so much easier to p- predict than like a hockey or something like that. So. That fact right there kind of leads me to believe we may not get it done, but we're going to give it a hell of a shot, and hopefully we don't lose by night two or three. Yeah, and but uh, the, the best thing about it is you can just restart. Um, oh. Yeah, so... Well, yeah. welcome to the show, folks. <laughs> exactly. 
So you got to go 56 straight days of picking a guy who's going to get a hit. I mean, what? I mean, you're gonna we're gonna do our best, but in 19 years, if nobody's ever done it, I mean, what a what a time for us to get it done. That's what I mean. And here's what I'm thinking: why we may get it done. We have we know a little bit, but not like enough to overthink it. We're, yep. we're just gonna be like, yeah, I like this guy tonight. Let's go. Yep. And yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and we'll probably do two different accounts. So we'll do two picks a night. Yeah. Probably yeah, we may two as well. On the go. Yeah. Two different options. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, I'm into that. That's going to be fun as hell, man. Yeah, so that starts Thursday. So we'll be starting to do our Beat the Streak Player of the Night. While we're on the topic of baseball, um, check out the Instagram page here. Probably next week we'll probably do it. Yep. We're going to be giving away a copy of MLB The Show 21. So that'll be posted and uh, get ready for that because that's going to be baseball season. You're going to want to win that game. Absolutely. Opening day. Um, yeah, we should do it for opening day. Yeah, we're going to do it on opening day, and we're going to give a copy of MLB The Show, which is now, for a long time, was only a PlayStation game. Yeah, so now Xbox fans get ready to rock. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be good fun, that uh, that giveaway. Uh, we haven't done one in a while. Yeah, um, not since the hockey jersey fiasco back in December. Uh, that was just an absolute gong show. <laughs> so this guy won, 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 the, won the jersey. And I mean, it was pretty clear that we we're giving away, you know, just a standard, <laughs> standard Adidas jersey in NHL. He has the nuts to message us and say, "Hey, listen, boys, what are the chances I can get a custom number, my name on a reverse retro?" You know what he said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> It's like, holy fuck, are we? Who are we? Yeah. Is there anything else you need? Maybe a gift card. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wonder if he's still a listener. Uh, he hasn't. He uh, this guy followed our Instagram. I think I don't even think he follows the Instagram account anymore. Oh no, no. I'm gonna look. Yeah, I'm gonna check on I'm that. gonna pull it up right now. If he doesn't, this is gonna be full blown roast sesh on this guy that won. And if anybody else does it, if you win this game and you you div on us, there's not much we can do. But we'll be pretty pissed off. Yeah, we'll be we'll be a little upset. Um. Oh no, he still follows. Okay. He might listen. Okay. He's gonna be here ripping him all the shreds. Oh well, listen. You know what, Dylan? Donald, <laughs> uh, Donald, we apologize about that. We, you know, we appreciate your following along, and and uh, listen, man. I hope you're enjoying that jersey. Yeah, um, I mean, Vancouver, hell of a squad. Yeah, uh, and uh, just we we don't want any trouble. No, uh, actually, Dylan, actually, definitely poke your head into the the next draw. Yeah. Um, Keep in mind, there's an MLB the show game coming out here soon that maybe you could predict. I don't know. Anyway, we're we're really backpedaling on this. Yeah, we're moving on. Uh, Man, Alex Ovechkin, Nate, I know you've been itching to talk a little bit about this, but uh, and we're all over the map today, but you know what? We're rolling with it. Alex Ovechkin, you know what? He's now moved into six all the time, and, and I think if you step back, and everyone appreciates how great of a goal scorer Alex Ovechkin's been, but I mean, sixth all time. I've honestly just, the last few, like ever since they won the Cup, I've lost a little bit of interest. Like I'm not like dying to watch games as much. Like I, I will miss a few. I used to watch every single one, but now... I, I was thinking about it last night when I was watching him just bag two against the Devils. And I was like, you know what? I got to watch a little more just to ap- fully appreciate the end of this guy's career. Like, it's been 13, 14 years of just pure domination by this man. And I've been so fortunate to be able to watch that on my favorite team, especially with Nick Backstrom, too. He, he flies under the radar a little bit. And, uh, man, he's just a treat. But, yeah, sixth all time. I think I think, sixth. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to go down as the best goal scorer of all time the NHL hockey, the, the National Hockey League's ever seen. I'd agree with it. Just, I mean, when you look at Gretzky, and nothing to take away from Wayne Gretzky, obviously, he's the GOAT. But, I mean, the goalies, it was a different story back then. Yep. I mean, he still scored more than anybody else back in his time. 
And the other thing is too here, even if Ovechkin, I'm I'm not so sure he's going to be able to beat the record. He's still about a hundred and hundred and seventy off, probably something like that. So yep. we'll see what happens. But I mean, geez, man, if he this man, the way I look at it with Ovechkin is, if he would have come into the league, his rookie season would have been the full lockout year. There's fifty goals, yeah, without a doubt. So you're looking at about 783 right there, and then half a season, a half a season in 2013. Yep. He was he scored 32 and 48 that year. Yep. So I mean he's basically on a 64 60. goal pace. So yep. if you we'll 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 say we'll add 20 to that. So that puts him at 800. And then with last year with COVID, and then this got year. cut off, and then half of this year, man, I'm saying he's at like 830 right now. Yeah, with all like, with without anything shutting down, no lockouts. So I mean. Man, he he would without a doubt have this record if it weren't for some obviously some issues in the league. Yeah, so the well, last 10, 15 years. Just some things that are really out of his control, which is tough, but yeah. I mean, I think he's still going to have a little run at it. I mean, he's one of those guys that you can just sit on the power play, play, play 12 minutes a night and just rip bombs. Uh, well, um, I'm thinking he gets to 800 for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And then even then What's it's he like, got like 3 3 4 more years? I would say. Like I he's mean, not there's depleted a lot... enough to say, oh, yeah, he's only got one or two more years. Like, no, we're talking no. about Jason Spezza having another year. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, Ovechkin, I mean, he's he was a little quiet at the start, and I, they had some COVID issues too. He was out a while. I, I think people kind of forget about that. He couldn't play for two weeks. And, and he's four off Matthews and those guys who were going absolutely bonkers. He's at 17. They're at 21. Yeah. So Well, Matthews has really slowed down. He yeah. has gotten ice cold, and McDavid now has now caught him. They're tied at yeah. – at 21-21, and I think those numbers will increase tonight. I think Matthews and McDavid both find the board tonight. I could see that too. Yeah. Maybe check out our Instagram for the best bet section where we say yeah. they both score a goal. I'm, I'm down to throw that up as a bet, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, Matthews at home, his splits are outrageously good. Yeah. They're at home, so. And, I, and you know, the last time they played, the Leafs took three against three on the road against him, and McDavid and Drysaddle were pointless. I forgot about that, man. So I think those guys are going to be starving to uh, light it up. Obviously, McDavid, a Toronto kid as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean. He, he kind of shines in Toronto, too. Remember oh, that yeah. one he had oh. against Morgan Riley a few years ago? Morgan Riley's jockstrap is still dang. <laughs> that was so gross. Dude, that was disgusting. McDavid's so good at uh, just not looking where he should like he doesn't even look he doesn't need eyes yeah. man there's that goal he had earlier in the season against the flames i believe it was too he's going down the wing looking past the entire time and then shoots five hole he doesn't even look at the goalie goalie no way to read it guy's a freak yeah he's the best player in the league 100 there's just there's just no argument to that i know i remember last year in the playoffs a little bit like edmonton had had, had uh got fallen off beaten yeah. out and and fallen off and then you know mckinnon was mckinnon shines in the playoffs he's a big playoff guy he's just he's a big game player man yeah, remember the uh memorial cup for halifax yep he scored a hat trick against portland in the round robin yep. and that was against seth jones who was like it was him or mckinnon, McKinnon one or two yep. he just dominates him and then in the gold medal or in the memorial cup final he scores a hat trick again on jones yeah that's that's incredible and that's the stat that not many people are thinking about and not people many know or many people know that was a jumble on words but um but that's an incredible stat um <laughs> thank you greg yeah my pleasure um but man we're we're mixing in some march madness as well obviously we had our breakdown last week we didn't know where any of the schools were located in the united states <laughs> not not one uh actually no, i got one yeah you did i was gonna say fuck villanova you knew it was in pennsylvania yeah but other than that i mean we weren't even within the any close vicinity of any of the other schools no we weren't we really weren't um, but it's challenging, man. But, uh, you know, it is. Uh, we've still got 
Oral Roberts kicking around. They play the number three seed Arkansas today, and Oral Roberts is just chipping away. Man, I'm just all on board. Like, let's see these guys go. Let's see them win it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would just be one of the biggest storylines in sports in the last while is this team, 15 seed. Nobody's ever heard of them. And... Oh, it would be ridiculous. It's all, that would be – well, it would obviously be bigger than the 16 beating the one yep. a few years ago. So I was listening. I remember uh, – I forget who I was listening to, but Oral or Arkansas has played Oral Roberts already this year. No way. Arkansas, yeah, they beat them by like seven points. Arkansas scheduled exhibition games against a bunch of these teams that they projected in these smaller conferences that they projected that would make the tournament, and Arkansas has played them. Wow. And they played like North Texas, and they played like another team that was that is some, in the tournament. That's some good shit. Yeah, so. Um, so They're probably going to crush well. them then. I think Arkansas might take it to them, but I mean, who knows, man? Yeah. Um, but uh, another thing I was going to mention too about the March Madness is if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not religious or you know, you know, have those types of beliefs, you should start believing because Sister Jean has brought Layola on these types Layola of Layola Chicago, <laughs> Layola Chicago, and I mean they've been on these runs. It feels like for the last few years, and Sister Jean has been right in the mix. Is she at the? Is she there this year again? Oh yeah, yep, she's back with COVID. Well, I don't know actually if she's in the building, but she's certainly getting some media. I was attention. gonna say, like, no disrespect, Sister Jean, but if she got COVID, I mean, that's gotta be it. She's a hundred and six. I mean, she looks like it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, what a heck of a heck of a supporter it is to have Sister Jean on your side. I mean, obviously she's working some magic, and and they're in the sweets. Is it the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight? It's the Sweet Sixteen right now. It's only been two rounds. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, they're they're in the sweet sixteen. They're they're Dang. making a run at it. I think it might be the elite uh, the elite eight, um, if I'm no, not mistaken. No, I don't think because th- this game isn't the end of the final f- these win these ones aren't going into final four, are they? They've only played two games, right? I don't know. I mean I here I got it. I'll look it up here. Um We are looking at I, I was pretty sure Yeah, it's round of sixteen. It's round of sixteen now. Is it? Yep. Yep. Right here. Round of 16, and then these winners go to Elite Eight. It's kind of yep. crazy because you think, like, how hard it is to actually make a run. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. You've got to win some serious basketball games. And, I mean, the fans. It comes back to the fans. We miss the fans in the building. They oh, make man. it. Like, that those, was the best part. The buzzer beaters and, like, people running on, like, the yeah. schools running onto the court. Oh. Unreal. How's your bracket looking now, anyway? Dude, it is awful. I still <laughs> have I still have two of my Final Four, which I guess is, isn't awful, but... Uh, I've got Gonzaga. I still have my winner. Yeah, I, around. I still have mine too. I got Baylor. There's a few people with Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm glad I'm the only one with Baylor right now. Yeah, in our that's left in our daily intermission bracket. No, for so sure. See what happens. My Midwest side is completely fucked. Oh, it is dude. completely red. I, Not a team left. Yeah, I've had I've had some tough some tough goes as well. Uh, all right, so we are gonna go through you know three or four teams each, and we're gonna say you know who are some guys that uh, they should target at the deadline here. Yep. Um, or maybe some teams that uh, should really be moving on from some guys. Uh, Nate, you want to start things off? Yeah, I mean, let's look at uh, let's start with Boston. All right. Um, what for? So you're a Boston fan, obviously. What do you yep. what do you think they're looking forward to get? What do you think they need the most right now? Yeah, I think I think when it comes to Boston, you got to be looking for a guy. I mean, it feels like we've been looking for this guy for ten years, but with Kashe not looking like he's going to be returning anytime soon, I think you need a guy to play on the right wing with with David Krejci and Jake Dabrowski. Uh, so I think a right winger to play in that top six, and I think maybe some defense, uh, some some depth on the on the D end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think for me, I mean, you want to start off with who you think Boston should target? Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, if the way you talk about it is like that t- that guy, I, I think go for Taylor Hall, no? Yeah, what for do sure. You think? Yeah, I mean, I just think that at that price point, it might be a little. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Like he's at eight million. You're gonna have to retain at least fifty percent. I'm not yeah. sure exactly sure what Boston's cap space is, but it probably isn't like terrible. It's probably not too strapped. Yeah, they have some pretty good contracts. Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, how I feel about Taylor Hall and how he fits that brand of hockey. Um, I think he would, you know, find some success here with David Krejci and Jake DeBrusque. But I'm leaning towards guys. I don't know why Kyle Palmieri sticks out to me so much, but uh, Palmieri or, or Raquel from uh, Ricard Raquel from Anaheim, I think that makes a lot of sense for yeah. for the Bruins to to make a run at. Paul Mary probably just has played pretty well against Boston. I yeah. mean, the Devils usually play pretty well against them. Always. I mean, if Miles Wood was out here right now, I'd be saying, go get him. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> um, I like the Raquel, too. Raquel is he is awesome, man. Yeah, and these guys kind of go under the radar in these these you know under-the-radar under the markets. Uh, Ricard Raquel has had some great years. He's been a 30-goal yeah. scorer. I believe a couple of times. Yeah, so, uh, so I wonder if they're a little tentative to do it after the Ka- Andre Kasha. Just where he, you know, he was supposed to come in and be, and he really hasn't done anything. No, he hasn't. And I think too, like last deadline, the Bruins made a bunch of trades with Anaheim, uh, moving Dan- Danton Heinen over there yeah. for Nick Ritchie and uh, bringing in Kashe. I forget what they moved along to, uh, to Anaheim, but just, I don't know if they'll be making those trades again with Anaheim, but I, I do see uh, you know, potentially an in-division trade with Palmieri. Um, but moving on, what do you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs? What they should they be doing? If I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, I am going after Matthias Ekholm with everything I've got. I am selling the farm to get this guy. You got to give him a first rounder to get. You got to give him a first rounder and a prospect. Do it, do it, man. This is the guy that Leafs like fans have been looking for forever. This guy is the one of the best shutdown defensemen you can get in the league. He's unbelievable, man. They got to go for this guy. Like I really, really want to see them do it. I I want it. Yeah, I'm not I even so. a Leafs fan. I just want to see them get that solid D man and just be like, "This is what you've been missing." Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that Ekholm slotting in with Muzzin on the second pair. I mean, you're talking about four lefties in the in the top of your defensive lineup, but I, I don't think that's a huge issue. I don't think so either. And the thing is, too, how you can't if there's no right-handed guy in the market. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. No, exactly. So. Um, but I guess you could look at David Savard, who's a right-handy. That's right another good one. Yeah. Uh, but I agree, man. I think that the Leafs should definitely be looking at Ekholm for one, his salary, and for two, I mean, you're, like this is your window. You have to be looking to win yes. now. Grab um, this guy. Ekholm also has a year left on his deal next year. If you can get him, even if you don't get him at a retained salary, man, this guy's three point seven five. I'm sure you'd be able to make it happen if you gave the right package over. Yep. You can get that retained down to like, I don't know, what two million bucks, something like that, a little less. Yeah. You got to You got to make that move. You get this guy for two million dollars, man. You're you're rolling. 100%. Um, I think another guy for the Leafs, too. Uh, I know they're looking to kind of bolster some offense up front. They've kind of, it's just almost like a puzzle every game. They don't really have these these lines set in stone. I mean, you've got Hyman jumping around the lineup a bunch. Yeah. Um, you've got that that third, fourth line, you know, with, with Kerfoot, Thornton, Spezza, Wayne Simmons. I mean, there's just guys jumping around the lineup. It does seem like there is a lot of like movement, eh? Yeah. So I think that Bobby Ryan might be an interesting piece for them to bring in. Obviously, um, you know, maybe not a guy who's going to flash consistency, but definitely has offensive upside and for a million dollars. I mean, that's kind of what the reality of these contracts have done to the Leafs is it's, it's you've got to, you've got to shop around for guys that are, that are cheap. Yeah. 
that's that's kind of why I'm trying to push the Ekholm thing so much. And it's not like I'm pushing it like Dubis is going to listen and be like, hey, you know, he's got a point. But, yeah. I mean, this guy, it's bone cheap for Ekholm. And same as Bobby Ryan. That'd be a good one as well. I like it. Any other teams, Nate, that uh, you think should be buying? Um, I think Philly. I, I mean, they're in a weird spot right now. They're, they can't really get a save or anything. And it seems like most of their issues that I've heard have stemmed from Matt Niskanen with his sudden retirement after last year. And they just kind of missing that like backbone on with Ivan Provorov. So I mean, if I think if they went after maybe uh, David Savard, even even in Ekholm, I mean, I imagine Philly's going to be in going crazy trying to get this guy. Absolutely. So I, I think that would I think that would help Philly up a whole lot. Um, if they can't get the saves down the stretch, I mean, it's not going to make a difference. But we'll see what happens. And when you look at Nashville. Um, you know, just kind of moving away from Philly for a minute. If you look at yeah. Nashville, like I mean, you got to think that they're going to be having a full-on fire sale. Ah, uh, you may as well. They've, yep. They they're so far from what I think they thought they were a few years ago. Yeah, and it's a lot different of a team than when they made the Stanley Cup Finals in 2017. It's not even remotely close. No, it's not. I mean, you've got some good cornerstone pieces with with Yossi and and Philip Forsberg yep. and guys like this who you know have can play have a great upside, but. But yeah, I just don't think the supporting cast is where it needs to be. So I think that guys like Ryan Johansson, guys like Matt Duchesne, guys like Matthias Olkham all have to be on the move at the deadline and see what yeah. they can scoop up yeah, while just, they can. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, they're both, their goaltending situation too, they're going to have both of them UFA at the end of the year, Saros and Rene. So, I mean, there, if there's ever a time for a full turnover, now's, now's it. Yep, definitely. Uh, but I think moving back to Philly, I really like your your comment on the David Savard. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. They are missing a you know a, a defensive-minded defenseman yep um whereas if it just feels like when you look through the defenseman on the philly flyers you see a lot of offense yeah you got gossip bear Provorov, offensive um who else is there I, i'm trying to think of i know i don't know why i'm drawing a blank right now <laughs> i know <laughs> there's uh oh like travis sanheim yeah sanheim and offensive yeah i mean uh, they were like dash six the other night when they got absolutely spanked by the rangers yep uh, is there philip something philip um philip. Philip Myers? Philip Myers. Yeah. yeah defense. I right? don't think he's too good. No, I don't think so either. No. Um, but uh, but no, Philly definitely should be in the market for something because they're not out of the run yet. I think they do have a nice base, and, and this is their time again to go on a run. Like Their yeah. window is shutting with some of their older guys. Um, I mean, for the most part, it's just we're pretty much going to be cycling through a few guys here that are on yeah. for whatever team that's contending. And I guess just to touch on Washington quick, I mean, I think their decor is solid. I'm, I'm not really too worried about that. I mean, they got Char there if they want to run him on the taxi squad or, or as a extra. I mean, yep. they're, they're D solid. I think they just need to pick up like a third line forward. And I'm I'm looking for Tanner Pearson. Bobby Ryan looks good to me. Yep. And uh, I mean, if they could get Ricard Raquel, I'd be pumped. But I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I think Washington. Knew, I like. I don't know if this is like an accurate statement, but I think they're flying a little under the radar. Like, I think. Yeah. I think that like maybe last year in the playoffs, or maybe last year just in general. But you know, with Todd Reardon gone and Peter Laviolette in, I mean, they they've looked really good. They looked like a powerhouse. I mean, they're leading the division right now, and and aren't they? Uh, um, well, I think the Islanders have played more oh, games, so right. it's like technically ahead. But yeah, I mean, for the most part. But no, I agree with you. Uh, the thing with Reardon was they didn't look good in the bubble last year. They, even leading into the bubble prior to it, this was a team that was. They were completely punched out on this coach. Like this guy just didn't have what it, what they needed. Yep. And when you bring in a guy like Laviolette, at the start of the year was a little shaky. I mean, they they had a hard time getting a lineup together. But man, I've been watching the last couple, and this is starting to look a lot like Barry Trotz's 2018 Washington Capitals to me. So I'm getting excited for this uh, this last stretch in playoffs here because I think 
this could be a, a good run for them this season. Yeah, I think they're going to have a good run for sure. Um, but I think the last team that I'm going to talk about, Nate, during the segment is 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 the Buffalo Sabers. Man, the oh, Buffalo Sabers are. We talked about the last episode. Just in an absolute, they're just they're dog shit, and and they're one of the worst teams I think that the league's ever seen. Um, you know, they've lost, what is it, 15, 16? 16. 16 games in a row. And they're like, playing today again. They're playing the Bruins. Like, this is the Bruins' second time playing them this year. Like, the Bruins have to get wins against the yeah. the Buffalo Sabres. So, like, I don't I think don't, they'll have a hard time with it. No, I don't think so either. Obviously, Brad Marshall's out of the lineup, but, I mean, that's not going to make a huge difference. Um, no. Not with Jack Eichel out of theirs. Exactly. Um, and Eric Stahl's just been moved to Montreal as yeah. well. So, um but no, I mean the Buffalo Sabers—they need to be selling. I think the two guys that they should contemplate on moving on from is Taylor Hall and Sam Reinhart. Yeah, yeah, Reinhart's been good this year, but he's just for me. It's like if you could sell him and get something, if if you could sell him and get something a little like more at the deadline, do it because I don't think he's like a game breaker kind of player at all. Taylor Hall is obviously not re-signing. He's going to be moved. Yeah, he there's is. no doubt about that. Yep. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with them, but it's, it's too bad, man. I, I, I was really looking forward to Buffalo maybe becoming like a little bit better, but there was a lot of hype around them. It's good for the NHL too. Uh, that's a great market, great sports market, but, yeah. um, but no, like, I mean, I remember preseason too, like there, we had a lot of hype around them. They had made a lot of good moves uh, in retrospect, maybe not the be- maybe they just didn't pan out and, and now they're in a really tough spot. Um, I think that Sam Harnard's stock is right where it needs to be. I think it's probably at its its highest point. For sure. So I think that you've got to take advantage of that and move on from him. Um, but, I mean, I think you got to give Jack Eichel, a, you know, I think you got to stick with him. I mean, I mean, it, just be so, like we talked about last time, it'd be so hard to just move, like just get rid of him. Oh, like, I mean, these are types of guys that don't come around very often. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's been a tough seven years for them. It's just too bad that this had to happen because, I mean, these rebuilds, they don't always start off as well as they did for Buffalo when you get somebody like Jack Eichel. I know. And, I mean, you restart again, man. I I don't know. You just It's, it's probably not going to be as good of a start as it was with Eichel. And, I mean, they got nothing accomplished with it. So it could be a little bit for them, man. I know. Yeah, it's tough we'll time to be Buffalo. a Sabres fan. Tough time to be a Sabres fan, but at least their football team has uh, done some good things. But yeah, they're gonna uh, win more games than the Sabres this year. Yeah, they are. Thirteen wins. Sabres have six. Wow, that that is unbelievable. <laughs> um, but no, I think that'll wrap up the segment. Eight. Obviously, the trade deadline will be something we'll be keeping a close eye on in the next yep. couple of weeks. Um, I, you know, we didn't really have a massive NFL segment, but you know, the Patriots have just spent so much money um this off season so i'm really looking forward to that but nate uh, i think that uh that'll do it buddy anything right. else no i think that's uh that's her for another week all right we'll be back next monday if you have the chance check us out on instagram and on tiktok and uh keep an eye out next thursday for our giveaway for mlb the, the show 21 baby peace, peace.